Welcome to How To Be Alpha, a show exploring the essentials of having a personal brand and how to generate revenue using your own face and stories. I'm your host, Elizabeth Halford, and I've been curating my personal brand since 2008, when a career as a pro blogger landed in my lap. I became a well-known brand, generating a full-time income before that was really even a thing. I took a break, and now I'm back, bringing you all the juicy gossip to be alpha in your business. And by that, I mean being the best you you can be because your only competition is you, which is great news because it means everyone can be alpha. A few notes before we get started. Don't drive and take notes. Every episode has its own page at youisalpha.com forward slash podcast. Also, please leave me a review on iTunes. You're a small business. I'm a small business. You know the drill. I might even read it out on air. Thanks for joining me. Let's jump right in. Hey guys, it has been so long. I've missed you. I hope you've missed me. Uh, Not really that long. I think uh, my last episode was just before the holidays, but I have to say my holidays were hell uh, and it's really hard to get back into the swing of things after the holidays. I feel like I don't even remember how to do this, (laughs) but here I am. And I have been asking myself, what should I be talking about in the new year? I got a question from a follower, from a listener, from a reader, and I was like, that's it. That's my first episode of 2019. And so here we are, and we're going to talk about the two reasons that you're blogging, whether you know it or not, whether you know that these are the reasons you're blogging or whether you just think you're supposed to be blogging, but there are two distinct functions for your blog. We're going to be talking about that, and then we're also going to be talking about how to stretch those ideas, how to stretch that content, and give it legs, which is another way of saying make it work smarter and not harder. But first, I want to share that December was a really hard month. The last time you heard from me, I had said that I was taking the holidays off and I would be back in the new year, which was kind of weird for me because I've never done that before. I have always powered through and worked through every holiday. But I had this feeling, this kind of intuition that I needed to sign off for a few weeks. And then my daughter Grace, who has Rett syndrome, had an incident and her lungs were badly injured and she was in the ICU for 26 days. She was paralyzed, she was intubated, she had machines breathing for her, uh, she got addicted to a drug that's a hundred times stronger than morphine and needed to be treated with methadone. So it was really traumatic and a crazy month. And because I listened to that little voice that told me to lay down my business for the holidays, I was able to work through all of that with my family and not worry that I had gone MIA on you all. So if I could ask you to do one thing after listening to this episode, it would be to visit Grace's website, which is Grace for ret.com and ret is spelt r-e-t-t and learn about this disease that affects one in 10,000 females around the world. I'm going to be talking about her website here on this episode so make sure you check that out. It's in the show notes. So content, blogging, yay. It's a little meta because this is literally what I'm doing right now. But before we talk about giving your content legs, we need to focus on the two reasons that you're blogging and creating that content in the first place. You may not know it, but your blogs are serving two purposes or two different kinds of reader. So let's split your blogs into two piles. Pile number one is inbound content. 
blogging for SEO, search engine optimization. There are two different readers slash audiences for your content. The ones who find you and the ones who you find. Another way to say this is the ones who are looking for you and the ones who don't know they're looking. Yet another way to describe this is inbound versus outbound. Outbound marketing is about broadcasting out to your audience. It's about reaching into their lives with your message. In a sense, it's what we've always thought of as marketing, billboards, digital ads, your social media strategy. But this first pile we're talking about, this first section, this first reason that your blogging is inbound. So inbound marketing strategies are about being there when your audience is looking for you. It's attraction versus promotion. So when they search tacos near me and you're a taco place using Yelp or Google business listing like a rock star, you're gonna show up. If content is king, then context is queen. Inbound is not uh, just about having a prime piece of content, but placing it in the perfect context for your audience to find you. It's the content that your tribe is looking for when they're looking for it. Google anything you wanna know, and the number one result will be the brand who's rocking their inbound marketing. I just Googled inbound v outbound marketing, and the top result was a paid ad from a creative agency promoting a blog post called The Difference Between Inbound and Outbound Marketing, and the post was specific for 2019, which is impressive since we're only a couple weeks into the year. That content was exactly what I was looking for, and they paid to make sure that I saw their blog post first. Now below that, the first result, which is organic and not a paid promotion, is yet another creative agency with a post called Inbound Marketing versus Outbound Marketing. It's exactly what I was looking for. And creative agencies know that people who are primed to be looking for help with their marketing are gonna be searching for this information. So they make that a part of their inbound marketing strategy, and this is what I'm talking about when I say blogging for SEO. Blogging for SEO speaks to this first category of reader I'm describing, the one who is looking for you. These are blog posts and content, so that can also mean video or audio, that your audience is looking for. If you make a baby stroller, this might be content like the best stroller of 2019. This would be content that your audience is Googling because they're looking for what you have and you want to be the result that they find when they Google those things. The more obscure and niche you can make it, the better. For example, did you know that September the 16th is the most popular birth date in America? My son Jack was born on that day and his brother was born four days before that. So I can tell you from experience that Christmas is bow chicka wow wow, romantic and idyllic and it makes Americans wanna make babies. So people might catch wind of this and be like, hmm, I'm gonna Google that. And if you're a baby brand with a great sense of humor, well, how about you be the one there with the blog post that they're searching for? Blog posts are particularly great because search engines prioritize posts over pages in their results. So you might have a sales page for your products, but you also wanna be blogging about them and doing this using the keywords and search terms that your audience is using when they're searching for you. How can you know what your key demographic is looking for? There are a couple ways that you can know what they're Googling when they're the right audience for your product or service. Number one, you can listen to them. I have a focus group of listeners who I offer my brain to for free and we're texting all the time. 
They show me their brand ideas. They run their content ideas past me. They ask my opinion on a variety of things. And in exchange for me giving them my time, I get an insight into what my ideal listeners, readers, and clients are looking for. This very episode came from one of my listeners asking me whether they should take a listicle that they're writing and share it out item by item on their Instagram for a number of days. And I thought, if she were Googling for this answer and not asking me, what would she be typing to get the answer? She literally said to me, I'm trying to stretch my ideas. So the title of this episode and the blog post that goes with it is how to stretch your ideas because I know my ideal listener is looking for that. Hold that thought. I just need to introduce you to my sponsor. She's gorgeous and she's smart and she's alpha and she's, well, she's me. Until I have a fancy sponsor giving me money to talk about their stuff. Hello, Squarespace. This podcast is sponsored by me and my business called You Is Alpha. Listen, when I was a new blogger and content creator, Instagram wasn't a thing. I survived for five years on one set of images. It's not like that anymore. If you use Instagram, email marketing, or blogging, your audience expects to be served timely, new, and stimulating visual content and the stories you write to go with them. You Is Alpha is a photography brand serving influencers, online entrepreneurs, and personal brands with batch-created photographic content to generate revenue by staying at the forefront of your audience's mind. And because we only shoot once per quarter, you walk away with three months worth of content to post and use regularly. Schedule that stuff out and get back to running the rest of your business. You can find me at youisalpha.com. Another way that you can know what people are looking for is to pay attention to your analytics. You can install Google Analytics, or if you're low-tech but you use a WordPress blog, you can install plugins like Jetpack, which will give you basic site stats that can get you started. My favorite area of my analytics and site stats is the search terms that people use to find my websites. I have many websites, and one of them I mentioned earlier is a website about Rett syndrome, which is graceforret.com. With Grace in the hospital for a month, I took that time to redesign her brand and her website and plan the things I was gonna be writing about there in 2019. On that particular site, I'm really angling to grab the attention of both newly diagnosed families and veterans of the disease who are raising girls my own daughter's age. When I look at the last quarter, I can see that people are landing on my website after searching for things like wheelchairs for girls with Rett syndrome or tube feeding, or more technical terms that would make no sense for me to list right now, but I know that they're searching for those things. They land on my blog, and if they don't find what they're looking for, they're gonna bounce out and go back to Google. So if I'm not already posting about those things, then it becomes part of my plan to do so. Not everything you post to your brand's blog needs to be shared on your social media platforms. Inbound content can be posted silently on your site, and you know that you've written that thing because you know that your audience is looking for it. I know that people are landing on my Rett Syndrome website because they're looking for information about wheelchairs, but would I post that on Grace's Facebook page? Probably not. It's a very weak piece for people who aren't actively searching for that information, but it's strong for the users who are, so I'll post it and leave it there for them to find. All right, so that's inbound content or blogging for SEO. The second pile and the second reason that you're blogging is outbound content. While inbound marketing is about attraction, outbound is about promotion. Inbound is soft because your audience is open. 
Um, I mean, they're asking for it. While outbound is, by its very nature, interruptive, like commercials in the middle of your favorite show or a mid-roll ad on a YouTube video. And so outbound is the second reason you're blogging. And it's the most popular reason that people and brands think they need to be blogging. And that is for the purpose of making noise, being present in your users' everyday lives, building trust in your brand, fleshing out your brand values and having stuff to publish on your various channels and platforms. Simply, it's what happens when you make your blogs into landing places for the stuff that you want to say to your audience and then posting those links out to your social streams to make some noise with them. This very episode is an example of that. It will be here as an inbound piece when people Google how to stretch my ideas, but also I'll make some noise by posting this new episode out onto the You Is Alpha YouTube channel, Facebook page, Instagram, Pinterest, and then in a couple days, I'll post an In Case You Missed It link to amplify the original announcement about this new episode. So this is me reaching out to you with content that's made just for you. It's outbound. Content created for SEO can often work as pieces that you also broadcast out to your audience, and so each blog post or content idea doesn't need to solely be one or the other. As mentioned earlier with the example about wheelchairs, that item will be written because I know that the searching audience is looking for it, but it won't be published to my social because I know for a fact that not all or even most of my audience is looking for it. And how do I know that? I know that only 50% of girls with Rett syndrome are wheelchair users. I also know that in much of the world where socialized healthcare exists, like Europe, you don't get to choose your child's wheelchair unless you're buying it privately. And why buy it privately when you can get one for free? I know that in the USA, your insurance company will have an agreement about what they'll pay for, and I've never been given the option of which chair Grace gets here. So the person who is searching is doing so because they're going to privately spend many thousands of dollars on their child's wheelchair, And that audience is very niche, and it's not most of my audience. But there I am, still talking about blogging for SEO, when what I'm supposed to be talking about is blogging to broadcast to your existing audience. The thing is, this is the factory setting that most people start out with when they sit down to plan their content. So you probably already approach your content this way by asking yourself, what do you wanna be talking about? By focusing on the products and services you're promoting. In a way, Outbound is about using your blogging platform to advertise. And remember though, that running in the background of everyone's mind at this very moment is what's in it for me, because you are the most important thing to you. And I am the most important thing to me. We seek and respond to stimulus that promises to add value to our life. So if you write a blog post called, you should buy my stroller, that's focused on you. But if you call that post the most fashionable stroller of 2019, that speaks to your audience and beckons them to click that link. It cashes in on FOMO, fear of missing out, and makes a fashionable mom think, oh no, is my stroller not fashionable enough? It also speaks to the audience who are having babies in 2019 or buying for loved ones who are. Ask yourself, is this blogging idea building value for you or does it add value for the audience? When you produce self-serving content and force it in front of your audience, you make their valuable time irrelevant and this can breed frustration. Not only should your outbound content be titled properly, but when they do click, reward them with information that adds value to their life. And if done well, you can totally do this and sell your brand at the same time. Not all of your content will be evergreen. The most fashionable stroller of 2019 post will definitely be obsolete after 2019 and probably start becoming irrelevant towards the later half of the year. But strike while the iron's hot. Not everything needs to be evergreen. And in fact, content with a shelf life can be powerful to grab attention in a world where there's a lot of content vying for your audience's 
attention. So now let's talk about stretching your ideas. Now that we've talked about the reason you're blogging, let's talk about how to stretch those ideas and give that content legs. And this episode is an object lesson in just that because I'm only gonna give you the first tip right now and that is to split your items into more than one piece of content. The first way that you can stretch your ideas is to not cram them all into one space. Sometimes when you start out making a piece of content, more than one piece of content may emerge. When I first sat down to write this episode, it was going to be all about how to stretch your ideas and give your content legs. But first I needed to flesh out the two types of content that you're creating. And so the topic of inbound and outbound content became a strong item all on its own. And so this is going to be an example for you of tip number one for how to stretch your ideas. I'm gonna make this episode into a two-parter. So next week in part two, I'll flesh out the many more ways that you can stretch your ideas work smarter and not harder, and give your blessed content legs. Thank you so much for listening. You are such a babe. A reminder that all notes are available at youisalpha.com forward slash podcast. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn as youisalpha. And on Instagram, I'm youalphababe. Now go leave me that review and remember, you is kind, you is smart, you is alpha.